Good morning, it's Tuesday the 24th of May It's International Tiara Day Happy birthday, Daisy Edgar-Jones, Bob Dylan, Eric Cantona and Dermot O'Leary New details emerged on Monday of the death toll that Russia's war in Ukraine is taking on Ukrainian troops as President Zelensky announced the death of 87 military personnel in a Russian military strike on the 17th of May. He also said that the ongoing battle is costing between 50 and 100 Ukrainian lives each day. He spoke at the World Economic Forum at Davos and called for a full oil embargo on Russia and the disconnection of Russian banks from global systems. This is really the moment when it is decided whether brute force will rule the world. If so, the force is not interested in our thoughts and there is no need for further meetings in Davos. Russia appears to be planning to put the Ukrainian soldiers from the Mariupol plant on trial in front of a special tribunal in the Russian-controlled Donetsk region. The announcement comes as Ukrainian prosecutors announced that 48 more Russian soldiers will face trial for war crimes in Ukraine. The first soldier to be tried, 21-year-old tank commander Vadim Shishimarin, was sentenced to life imprisonment on Monday for the murder of a 62-year-old man. He spoke to the man's widow in court and asked for her forgiveness. I plead guilty. I realize that you can't forgive me, but I'm pleading with you for forgiveness. Lee took Michal Martin welcomed Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte to Ireland on Monday, but the main topic of conversation, once again, was Northern Ireland and the current impasse over the protocol. The Taoiseach thanked the Dutch PM and Ireland's EU partners for their flexibility and called again for the British government to engage in negotiations. The only way that we will find a way through the current difficulties on the protocol is through good faith engagement between the European Union and the United Kingdom. There is political will within the European Union and a deep well of support from our partners across the world for finding joint pragmatic solutions to ensure the protocol can work as smoothly as possible. Unilateral action will not bring us closer to that goal. Before the long-awaited Sue Gray report is even released, there's been an ongoing row over a meeting between Sue and Boris. Treasury Secretary Simon Clark appeared on ITV News to insist that it was Sue Gray who called the meeting. That meeting was held at the instigation of Ms Gray and designed, as I understand it, to tackle some of the practical issues connected with publication. However, it emerged that, in fact, Downing Street officials initially suggested the meeting and that wasn't all that emerged on Monday. ITV News also had a new set of photos of Boris, drink in hand, appearing to toast his Director of Communications, Lee Kane, at a farewell party in November 2020. At least one person at the event was fined, but Boris, glass in hand, was not. Labour's deputy leader Angela Rayner has had enough. This is clearly not a work meeting. This is clearly a, you know, a gathering, a social gathering that was clearly against the rules at the time. Now Boris Johnson knows this, and he knew this all along, and he's just tried to lie to the British public, and it seems like he's laughing at them now. I think it's appalling. People will be disgusted by it. I'm pretty certain of that. The World Health Organization moved to calm fears about the monkeypox virus on Monday. Cases have continued to rise with 57 cases in the UK, including Scotland, and more cases scattered across the globe. The UK Health Security Agency has warned people that anyone who's had close contact with a case should isolate for 21 days. The HSE has said that there have been no recorded cases as yet in the Republic of Ireland, with the Northern Ireland's Public Health Agency saying there have been none recorded in the North. At a press conference hosted by the World Health Organization, advisor Andy Seale addressed one of the big questions around the outbreak, which appears to be linked to close contact 
contact and potentially sexual behaviour. So while, for example, we're seeing some cases amongst men who have sex with men, this is not a gay disease, as some people in social media have attempted to, to label it. That's just not the case. Still to come on the Smart 7 Ireland edition, shock of the French Open, new mission impossible and the deaths of two celebrated Irish cultural figures announced. Right after this. Welcome back. The French Open tennis got underway on Monday and almost immediately there was a shock as four-time Grand Slam champion Naomi Osaka was knocked out in the first round. She also says she's having second thoughts about playing Wimbledon after the tournament lost its ranking point status over its ban on Russian and Belarusian players. The decision is kind of affecting like my mentality going into grass. Like I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to go there. Rafa Nadal and Novak Djokovic both made it through their opening rounds and England's Emma Raducanu battled through a tough three-set game with Linda Naskova to claim her spot in the second round. She's done it. A fight back from Raducanu from a set down. And it's been a test for the British number one against a player I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of in Linda Noskova. But the US Open champion, British number one, Raducanu, is through to round two in her Roland Garros debut. It might seem like you've had all the Tom Cruise you need in the last week or so. The man's been everywhere, in Cannes and helicopters, hanging out with Prince William, but he's not done yet. Top Gun Maverick doesn't hit cinemas until this week, but already the trailer for his next movie, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, dropped. It's got all the usual elements. Car chases, motorbikes, Tom Cruise running fast, and of course, a moderately difficult mission. It doesn't even hit cinemas until 2023. Your days of fighting for the so-called greater good are over. This is our chance to control the truth, the concepts of right and wrong for everyone for centuries to come. There were two deaths announced on Monday of significant Irish cultural figures. Dervila Murphy, who died age 90, was a prolific travel writer and adventurer who wrote more than 25 books and travelled the world, including a trip by bike from Ireland to India. The death was also announced of Irish singer-songwriter Cahill Coughlin, the Cork musician behind Micro Disney, Fatima Mansions and his new project with Jack Knife Lee called Telefis. Those paying tribute included Tim Burgess of the Charltons, Tracy Thorne and David O'Doherty, who said that the Town to Town by Micro Disney remains one of his favourite Irish singles. Rest in peace, Dervila and Cahill. Wherever you're listening, do us a favor and hit the follow button. We're back tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Have yourself a great day. Written, produced, and published by Daft Doris. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.